The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday evening on the 21st of December. Uh, welcome back and trust you've, uh, you're making the most of this uh, lovely evening inshallah ta'ala and uh, of course the vacations are kicking in today so uh, it's, uh, it's vacation time for all the parents and all the children from school and from the school runs as usual we're broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM uh, also broadcasting live to our sister stations up and down the country Sheffield Link FM uh, Peterborough Salam, uh, Derby and in Nottingham nationally and internationally via the Inspire FM app and also live Facebook streaming. Uh, so plenty of ways to uh, for yourselves, good selves to listen in to the show, listen in to our discussion. Also look at the video in terms of what's happening in the studio itself and most importantly join today's debate, join today's discussion and get your views across to our panelists and to our national audience, international audience 01582 is the number here in the studio 01582 and if you want to SMS or WhatsApp it's 0779 for sending in your SMS and WhatsApp messages uh, to us here in the, in the studio as usual, inshallah, we've got a packed show and we've got a number of stories that we're going to be covering uh, this evening uh, for you, our listeners. Uh, some of the leading stories, or in fact, the leading story that we're going to be covering off with uh, very shortly, inshallah, is going to be sex education for our young children in schools, right? So we know that this has been discussed in the past and we know that this is becoming uh, mandatory now in the primary schools where young, young children are going to be taught sex education if they're, if they're not already being taught uh, and specifically we've um, uh, we've come across stories where and strategies that are being put in place to in fact discuss the LGBT agenda for Muslim uh, children in predominantly Muslim schools so we're going to be discussing with regards to what's happening uh, what's being actually strategized uh, and are we aware as a community in terms of what's being planned for our community and our children Right, so that's the question mark that we're going to be discussing later on, uh, later on this evening. Also, uh, other stories that we're going to be covering are including uh, Yemen. We're going to get an update in terms of Yemen, what's been happening in Yemen. Of course, there's been a discussion of a ceasefire in Yemen, so we're going to get an update in with regards to Yemen, what's happening on the on the ground. We've got uh, brother Abdul Qadir Bakhsh, who's the CEO of Crisis Aid, who's going to be uh, coming in hopefully in the studio and giving giving us an update with regards to the situation in Yemen. I understand that the brother has been out in Yemen uh, a couple of weeks uh, ago. So we'll get an update from uh, the brother in terms of what is the situation on the ground in Yemen. Uh, of course, it is Christmas time. So it's a pertinent time for us to also be addressing our next question, which is who is Isa? Who is Jesus? Right? Who is Isa as a community, as a younger generation? Do we know who Isa is? Do we know who Jesus Christ is? What do we know about Isa? We're going to be discussing to a very prominent speaker, a friend, a local resident, Hamza Soris, 
on this subject matter and very finally we're going to be discussing and we're going to be covering the Inspire FM winter campaign uh, and the Let's Eat Together initiative event that is being taken that is going to be taking place uh, this week or is it next, next week I believe uh, so we're going to be discussing that with uh, with the brothers and getting more information with regards to the food bank Let's Eat, Eat Together event and the winter campaign uh, by Inspire FM, inshallah. So that's that's the agenda. That's the lineup for this evening. Uh, so do get in touch with any uh, for any one of those stories. Get your thoughts across. Get your views. The, that is essential, right? You're getting your views across to our listenership and to our panelists is essential. 01582481822 is the number here in the studio. 0779481822 is the number for your SMS and for your WhatsApp messages, inshallah ta'ala, this evening, right? So we're going to be starting off, inshallah, by covering uh, the first story. All right, and that is the LGBT agenda, uh, which has been uh, strategized in terms of how do we teach the LGBT agenda and in terms of education to our young children, right? So, you know, we've been discussing for a while now with regards to statutory sex and relationship education in schools, uh, primary schools, uh, to our primary children, uh, you know, in, in schools. So, so we've discussed that in the past. We know that there's even been a, a petition that's been going around and I know this petition has been going on for a while, but uh, maybe it's a recent petition, which is about giving parents the right to opt their children out of the relationship and sex education, right? Uh, this has been going around for a while too. I've seen that. I think it's got, it's got about 60,000 uh, signatures, if, if, if I'm correct. I mean, I'll, I will check because I did have the link earlier just to see what are the, the latest figures. But what, what's been, uh, what, what's come to my attention recently is, uh, is some strategies that are being developed. Now, you you may want to pay attention to this some strategies that are being developed how, or in terms of how do we address and how do we teach the LGBT agenda to Muslim schools and in, and in particularly to schools that are predominantly have a Muslim, you know, a Muslim studentship, right, uh, within those schools, right? And that was, uh, that was quite alarming as, as a Muslim parent, right? So I'm, I'm sure many people of the faith in terms of the Christian, Jewish schools, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether that agenda is also being put together for Christian and Jewish predominant schools, right? And on what the situation is with regards to other faith-based communities and, and schools, right? But definitely for Muslims, of course, they've got a very firm view with regards to what should be taught to their children and what shouldn't be taught to their children. And it's interesting here that, of course, people understand that the Muslims have their own perspective and therefore the strategy is being put into place. How do we actually go and approach you know, and, and teach this to, to, to schools or in schools where predominantly the, the, the majority of the, of the students in those schools are Muslims, right? So we're going to be discussing this uh, with with our guests who are going to be shedding far more light on it than I have done. Uh, I've just given a, a cursory introduction to the subject matter. I've got in the studio with me uh, Brother Ashfaq Chaudhry, who is the head of Al-Hikmah School. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, Brother, uh, brother Ashfaq. Wa alaykum salam, Brother. Uh, welcome to uh, the show, inshallah ta'ala. You're not the stranger, you, uh, mashallah, you've been on the show a, p- a number of times and we've been discussing a similar subject matter on previous occasions, inshallah ta'ala, too. So, so welcome to the show. We'll, we'll, we'll start off with... with 
with sub, with addressing the subject matter very shortly. We're also going to have Yus, brother Yusuf Patel on the, on the line very shortly. And Yusuf Patel, of course, is no stranger to the subject matter, an expert in this particular area who goes up around the country lecturing on uh, and is the founder of the SRE Islamic. And he was obviously le lecturing around sex and relationship education in schools. But let me go to brother Ashfaq firstly and open up the question in terms of brother Ashfaq. Okay, you've, uh, I'm sure, been privy to uh, some of these discussions and strategizing uh, out there with regards to, Islam, you know, these schools with a predominant, you know, based Muslim children, uh, you know, in, in those schools. Your first thoughts with regards to this subject? My first thoughts are that our Muslim community has not done justice to their own children in terms of being able to teach the importance of Relationship, which is the only recognized relationship in the Muslim community, which is marriages. Mm. Um, I, I feel that our parents... So you're saying that the Muslim <clears throat> communities have not, or the parents have not done due justice? To, due justice to this topic, not at all. Right. Um, the reason behind so that... So why, why do you say that? I, I say that mm. purely because um, I am privy to uh, training materials uh, as well as curriculums of other schools, which is... Mm. Not Muslim schools, but I'm talking about schools where 98% of the children would be Muslim in Luton. Right. And when we look through the materials, for example, when we look through the sex education material, mm. when we look through the training material, when we look at presentations that you know, those schools would have done in, in, in conferences, for example, conferences of uh, the National Gay Rights Charity Stonewall and so mm. on and so forth, uh, we would see that they have done a huge justice to the LGBT education. Uh, mm. They have uh, explained it in, in, in a lot of detail. Mm. Uh, they have uh, explained to the children why tolerance is important. Mm. They have explained to the children that it's the individual's right and choice yes, that yes, they chose yes, to choose yeah. whichever way, whether they should like to marry yes. or who they like to marry. Um, but I don't see the similar uh, level of effort at all uh, to explain to the 98% Muslims yeah. also yeah. at the same time because mm. you know, everything needs to be given equal importance. If it's mm. a secular education system, mm. then the secular system give every, gives everything a chance. Mm. We don't see any anywhere where the importance of marriage is being propagated, mm. importance of a family life is being propagated, yeah. uh, importance of a stable relationship is being propagated. Right. I don't see that anywhere. But th that's exactly what's being challenged. I mean, who, who do you expect that to... Uh, who, who do you expect that to be championed by? Right, because I mean, on, on the one hand, of course, it's clear. I mean, you mentioned Stonewall, and I'm just on their website here, right? So, Stonewall is is a charity that's actually geared towards actually promoting those those rights, the LGBT rights, right? And you know, and, and promoting them, and they're obviously doing a good job as per what you're yes, telling me, right? Yes. And in fact, it is Stonewall, right, that have actually put together this strategy of how you actually address the LGBT agenda within schools which have got, you know, predominant Muslim children, yes. right? So they're yes, thinking yes, very yes. carefully and they yes. understand very carefully that, of course, Islam and the Muslims are against this particular, uh, you know, belief, right? And it goes against the, the Islamic belief because Islam is, of, of course, about that it's, it's a mother I and think, a father. I think, that I that think an easy, easier uh, way of putting it, Islam yeah. only in believes in one kind of relationship, right. which is marriage. Mm. And it's just not Islam. It's all the Abrahamic religions yes. have the same yeah. faith and understanding. Yeah. The Catholics have the same background. Yeah. Um, so do the Protestants as well. Mm. Um, similar situation with the Jewish community. They have exactly the same beliefs as yeah. well. So it's not just the Muslim community. Sure. There are many communities yeah. who believe in a relationship being yeah. only marriage. Yeah. That's it. So, so the point here is that the, 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 the agenda is, is being very carefully managed, right? Uh, for those schools with, uh, with predominant Muslim you know, uh, children. 
what are the i mean are the parents aware of of this being taught in the schools are the parents aware of the fact that these these kind of agendas are being prepared for the schools where their children are attending well unfortunately the presentation i saw mm. the school reported back that uh, there was no concerns from the parents whatsoever and no it, concern uh, from parents at all no, with no. regards to this agenda being taught to parents no. does that mean the fact that the parents are very liberal and very open to 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 these principles think, or are they just think, oblivious to it i think as as a law of this country we have to be tolerant of everybody yes, correct. this is not a country just for us it's a country for everyone correct it's a democracy everybody's yeah. got their own rights yeah but that's by the point yes. the point is if there's 98% muslim children yeah why is the importance of marriage not being taught exactly yeah. why is it not been given at least 50% air time yeah Yeah. Yeah, if we were yeah. talking about fairness then should have been given yes. at least 50% of yeah. time. Yeah. And then to explain that there is other relationship yeah. that exists and yeah. we need to be tolerant of everybody else. Okay, but I are, are you expecting this to just uh, you know for the st- for the for the schools to do this off their own back uh just t- taking into respect that 98% of our att- you know of of the children attending here are, are Muslims and therefore we should have an equal you know approach or are you expecting some kind of a lobbying and some kind of parent representation to the school to say hey okay we understand that you got to you got to teach this and you got to teach that we understand that because now it's statutory we understand that because obviously with the society that we're living in is a very changing society and you got to accommodate that but at the same time we want a either the right of withdrawing our children when you're teaching them those subject matters because it conflicts with our faith or b we want to show that there's equal representation on the other on the other side of the argument and that's what you're you're seeing Correct, to be saying yeah, yeah. but there's no articulation of that you know of the argument no. to the to the schools no, by no, the sounds no. of it and as i said there's a 98% school 98% muslim represented school yeah. in luton yeah. has commented that the parents have had no the exact words there has been no parental objections to lgbtq yeah. issues being taught on the curriculum yeah. I, i mean i'm not going to take that statement as gospel right the fact that there's the, the there is no concern from the parents with regards to this uh, this agenda being taught at school i mean i don't quite believe that to be honest with you i mean i i, I do I, i do understand that sometimes our community can be a bit laid back and, and oblivious to the fact that what's being taught in the schools because we're not taking an active role but maybe this is really literally putting words in the mouths of of parents who have definitely not you know concurred with that at all right and that's why i'm i'm just you know a, a bit more careful about uh, about that because i want to i want to put that out to uh, our, our our listenership and, and the people that are listening to me that would you be concerned with the fact that you know your children are going to school and they're being taught the lgbt agenda and, and you as a parent you know are completely you know give your consent to that or would you also you know want the right that okay i'm not happy for my t- children to be taught x y and z and i want the right to be able to pull them out of that particular class i mean for example uh, uh, brother ashfaq you obviously head of al hikma school right do the parents have that right to actually withdraw their children from certain classes like that well first of all let me give you good news um mm. we have been very proactive with yeah. my colleagues in the muslim yeah. sector mm. and we have approached the dfe as soon as mm. we're not talking about uh, green paper stage we're saying about when the proposals came out for sex and relationship education by mm. the secretary of state justin greening at that particular point in time yeah. we wrote to the secretary of state requesting a meeting Mm. Uh, and i'm pleased to say that after you know many meetings uh, we have come to the conclusion that muslim schools will devise their own curriculum mm. for sex education and it will be geared towards protecting the children mm. from you know grooming from uh, yes. you know sexual violence to forced marriages to mm. situations like online grooming yes. uh, but it will address the importance yeah. of marriage importance of healthy relationships yeah. the importance of a 
stable family life, so on and so forth. So that would be designed yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, we have a buy-in of that to happen in Muslim schools across the country. Right, so, <clears> so that, that's a good result, right? But that's for the Muslim schools. And unfortunately, not all the Muslim you know, children go to Muslim schools. No, they right? don't. So no, that, don't. that's the challenge, right? So the, the children that have to go, the Muslim children that have to go to state schools, right, where this, this, this sex education is taught in those schools, okay, they haven't got that luxury of, the, you know, of going and, and then having a, a bespoke and a proprietary agenda being, you know, you know put together just because of the, the, the Muslim children, right? That's where, you know, I would expect, for example, Muslim parents are, are, have to be a lot more vocal. They have to be a lot more active. They have to be aware of what's being taught. Yes. They have to engage with those yes, schools yes, yes. in order to actually shape and influence the, the agenda, the curriculum, and, and what is taught and how it's taught. I guess to some extent they, they have the ability if they are active in those schools, right? Uh, and and some the, the, it seems by uh, at least this report that I've got in front of me that there are certain schools that are saying, no, the parents are completely happy with this. Yeah, thing I, I, I kind of quoted it word by word, like I said. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, is the, the Stonewall's presentation also highlights different levels. Right. Level zero being prejudice, uh, prejudice towards the LGBTQ. Yeah. Two, one being tolerance. Two, being understanding. Three, being of acceptance. And four, yeah. being of embracement. Right. Um, so that's how they kind of, you know, they see the overreaching goal is to create young adults who are yeah. tolerant, understanding, and accepting yeah. all different groups in society. Uh, but um, in my opinion, mm. uh, embracement is not necessarily acceptance. Mm. Embracement is where you decide to yeah. act upon something. Mm. Um, so that's, that's you see, the, my concern lies behind the fact that we've got such a large proportion of Muslim community in this particular school mm. in the scenario mm. where they, by the looks of it, they're either not interested mm. or not engaged with the issue at all. Either not interested. I mean, I mean let, me, like, let me get that question out to my listeners. Listeners, this is uh, Friday Night Live and, and it's Hafiz Shaban with you here. And the, and, and the subject matter we are discussing is LGBT education to young children. Your children go to school. Right, they go to perhaps schools which have, have, are dominantly, you know, Muslim children attending those schools. Ninety-eight percent, ninety-five percent here in Luton. Are you happy with your children being taught LGBT education at school? If not, what are you doing about it? Are you engaged with schools? Are you are you speaking to your schools? Are you having a conversation? Are you are you there, you know, as a governor representing your school, your children? Well, what's the take? I'm hearing here that, according to some reports that I've got in front of me, that the parents are completely happy with this being taught to their children. I mean, I've got, as I said, I'm not taking that as gospel, but that does definitely ring an alarm bell for someone who's a Muslim parent, right? But on the other hand, uh, Brother Ashfaq, I, I know we touched upon this, right? But we got to look at it from the other perspective, right? Others are going to argue we live in a mixed society, right? We live in a liberal, freedom-based society, secular society, right? And many of us, right, we will use the exact same principles of liberalism, of freedom, right, to defend ourselves as a minority from some of the you know discrimination that we face in this community, and yet we're talking about a community that will argue exactly the same point that they are facing discrimination, and we're living in a liberal and a freedom-based society, and therefore their community, i.e., the community of the LGBT, also deserve exactly the same kind of protection and same kind of recognition as you do as a Muslim community, uh, as a minority facing discrimination in this society are we not being intolerant towards the lgbt community is, is the question no, I uh, think, brother um, that's why i i kind of mentioned this point quite right. earlier on 
One is the law. Right. The law of the land does not allow you to discriminate, to point fingers at others. Right. That's simple as so that. So we're, we're not, not talking that, about, that's we're not not talking about p- pointing fingers. No. And the fact that we're job. saying, are we happy with our children being taught LGBT doesn't mean the fact that we're discriminating against them. No. Is that what we're no, saying? No, no, no. The matter is very different. Very clear. Let's make it very There's clear. There's a difference between tolerance, yeah. understanding, yeah. accepting. Yes. And yeah. acting. Okay. There's a, there's a difference between right. that. All right. And, and, and what we are talking about is the fact that children embracing, right. which is level four, of course, mentioned by right. Stonewall, embracing yeah. the, the, the topic, right. that doesn't definitely fall within any of those criteria. Right, right. Okay, sorry. I, I, th- I think I've got Brother Yusuf on, on the call, but I didn't know I had Brother Yusuf on the call. Uh, Salaamu Alaikum, Brother Yusuf. Right? I, I, I Wa Alaikum, Salaamu uh, Brother Yusuf, you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. Alhamdulillah. Well, welcome to Friday Night, uh, Friday Night Live. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm completely oblivious to the fact, I don't know how long you've been holding and you've been waiting and you've been listening to me, but I didn't even know that you were on, 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 you were live. No, I've been on hold for a couple of minutes. Oh, a couple of minutes. Okay, Jazakallah. Yes, let, me, let me take no, you straight on to, on to the discussion. You probably have heard the last couple of minutes, right? So we've been discussing, and mashallah, of course, you're, you're an, an expert in this subject matter. At least I'm going to say you're an expert in this subject matter. Sex education in schools. You're very active up and down the country, mashallah, raising awareness on the subject matter i mean recently we've seen this uh, this report from uh, stonewall charity uh, strategizing uh, and putting down uh, putting together decks and in fact the deck that i've seen right i don't know if you've seen this deck right it opens up the yeah. slide deck right it opens up with the first slide of a mosque wrapped up with an lgbt kind of you know a uh, scarf around it right i mean uh, this yeah. is this is a strategy and how do we teach the lgbt agenda in predominantly muslim schools have, have, have you, are you yeah. aware of that have you seen that you know what's what's your experience i've not seen those particular slides um but i've i've been following uh stonewall especially stonewall and other charities and their campaigning groups and what they've been trying to do in uh in terms of with schools and in within the muslim community for many yeah. years right yeah okay and and, and what, what's your what's your kind of been engagement being around with, with the muslim communities of course i mean the, the slide deck that i've seen is that uh, you know uh, apparently some of these parents are quite happy with that agenda being taught to their par- to, to their children I'm, I'm i'm not sure to what extent that that's you know gospel in terms of uh, to what extent i should believe that whilst other, others may yeah. argue well, we're yeah. living in a mixed society and we should be tolerant of, yeah. of, of uh, other other kind of uh, minorities in our community I think in terms of, you know, I think the Muslim community has been browbeaten into, uh, into being very quite submissive about uh, the attacks against our values for many years. And so I think a lot of parents are just confused and um, are just worried about how their response may be perceived by the wider community. So yeah. unfortunately, they're in a situation where sometimes when parents will say, yeah, this is okay, or we're not, we're not happy with some things, but we're not. We're not uh, completely against it. I think that that doesn't necessarily mean they're entirely happy with the agenda. When I speak to parents, they're really concerned. And they're worried, why is it that in a lot of the uh, Muslim-majority areas, Mm. uh, these agendas to try and force the Muslim community to change Mm. fundamental values that they've believed in and and held for thousands of years, why is it suddenly that, uh, that we're the target of that? Why is it in Birmingham where there's a huge Muslim population, that there's an experiment going on with Muslim children. Why is it that in our hamlets and in yeah. uh, and other Muslim-majority areas, why is it that we are 
yeah. seen as uh, as uh, right pickings yes. for this agenda to be spread. Right, and, and, so and, and I mean, what, concerned by that. Yeah, oh, I mean, one of the points that you mentioned is, is valuable and, and is very valuable, and I was raising that with Dr. Uh, Brother Ashfaq here in the studio with me, which which is you know parents you know trying to raise their concern how that that may be perceived that are we being discriminatory ourselves against another minority who have you know uh, yet we, we actually cite the same principles sometimes of of you know of freedom of democracy uh, and and the right to be actually protected from you know Islamophobia and, and the likes when it comes to you know some of the discrimination that we face as a community and yet we're raising an issue against another minority in the community and saying well, hey we don't want that being taught to our children uh, does that give us a bit of a fine line in terms of what we can say and what we can't say no, no I think the thing is is that we like everybody else yeah we have a we our view is that on the one hand we believe that everybody should be treated with respect there, there's a you know, I've, I've worked with people who have been outwardly gay. I've worked with people who I worked in career who've been outwardly gay, and I've had I've had uh, um, uh, normal working relationships with these with, with people from different backgrounds, different mm. religions, different mm. different uh, ideological backgrounds, and different sexual persuasions. That's, right. that's that's by the by living in a in, in a in a secular society so, yeah. where where freedom where, where freedom is god mm. then we, we we have we we live in a society where, where there'll be people from different backgrounds and right. we have come to live together right. but that's that's completely at odds with this idea that uh, we should somehow Ex give up a fundamental tenet of our belief yeah. that that that, that, that our gold standard or our absolute standard of uh, values where men and women marry yes. and they raise a family and okay. a whole system of law and regulation right. is is created as a result of that and that's how we want to live right now right. if no, bro, bro, brother Yusuf, we, we yeah. are going to go into a commercial break, unfortunately. So okay. I'll no have way. to stop you there. But if you can That's just hold on a couple of minutes, it'll be great because we'll, no we'll come problem. back and inshallah we'll, we'll resume the conversation. Absolutely. But, no uh, so I, I, I want to speak to you a bit further on, on this subject matter. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Jazakallah. All right, listeners. So this is Friday Night Live uh, with me, Hafi Shaban, and, and Brother Zafar, who's just coming to the studio. But I'm not going to introduce him right now because I've literally got 20 seconds before we go into a commercial break. Uh, so as soon as we're back, we'll, we'll continue this conversation slightly, uh, slightly more into the next half an hour inshallah before we move on to the next subject matter which is Ye an update for all about Yemen and the Yemeni situation on the ground uh, inshallah when we come back we'll continue our conversation with brother Ashfaq too and we'll just wrap that up in terms of okay what what is the position that our, uh, the parents should take and what is what are the avenues available to them in terms of engaging with the schools we'll be back in, in a couple of minutes until then assalamualaikum You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, here in the studio on Inspire FM 105.1 FM, also broadcasting live to our sister stations up and down the country. Uh, Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby, Nottingham, and also Facebook Live, inshallah. All right, so we have been discussing in the first half an hour the uh, education, sex education, relationship education for our young children in schools. And in particular, we've been also focusing on, on the last half an hour with regards to uh, LGBT education. Uh, 
education to young children uh, in, in school. And we've had uh, Brother Yusuf Patel on, on the line. And I've got Brother Ashfaq Chaudhry, head of Al-Hikmah School, here in the studio with me, inshallah, who's been discussing this subject matter with me. Uh, but I've also got Brother uh, Zafar Abai, who's also joined me in the studio as my co-presenter. So let me welcome Brother uh, Zafar Saab into the studio. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Zafar. Wa yeah, how are you? Okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Right. So we've been discussing uh, uh, education, sex education, relationship education to young children in school. I'm going to go back to uh, Brother Yusuf, who's mashallah been patiently holding on to for the last couple of minutes whilst we went into a commercial break. You know, and, and uh, you, you were addressing Brother Yusuf. You know how this has been um, addressed to predominant Muslim schools up and down the country. Uh, we're being targeted in certain areas in terms of you know. Uh, almost like a, a proof of concepts that are going on. SRE, we've discussed this a number of times. Is there is there some kind of a development, a change in uh, SRE and what's been taught in schools over the last couple of months, or is it this, this still the same agenda? Where where are we on SRE in schools, uh, uh, Brother Yusuf? Well, I think the government uh, last year passed a legislation, primary legislation, oh. um, making SRE statutory, changing the nature of how SRE is being taught in all schools. And actually, yeah. one thing is very interesting is that this includes independent schools as well. Yeah. Um, so from the 2020, from September 2020, there will be a change to how SRE is being taught. So in primary schools, it will be called relationship education. Yeah. Um, and parents will not have the right to withdraw as they do now. Um, the government has said that RE, relationship education, is going to be different from SRE in, uh, in, in primary schools. So schools can still teach SRE and, and have the right to withdraw. But what we're concerned about is that uh, schools will just say, let's just teach SRE within RE, uh, relationship education. And, and uh, because what, what, what's the point in investing in SRE when the, the, the statutory national curriculum subject will be uh, relationship education? Yeah, um, yeah. But in secondary schools, there'll be a new subject called relationship and sex education. Yeah. And that will be statutory as well. All schools, including independent schools, will have to teach that. Yeah. And which, which, which I hear, uh, Brother Yusuf, right? But uh, I have uh, Brother Ashfaq Chaudhry here in the studio, head of a, an Islamic independent school, right? So where I believe that they've got a bit more of a, a movement and a maneuvering in terms of how they structure that, right? Uh, the curriculum and, and the course. Okay, of course, they're going to be teaching, you know, relationships, but of, of course, predominantly within the Islamic context. And I'm sure they have to discuss it in, in, in the wider context as it evolves in this society. And of course, there's a, a constant evolving definition of, of those, you relationships right but of course within the state schools you're not you don't have that same kind of um, you know flexibility right so how do you even then yeah, yeah. but but now, now that you're saying that the government has taken away this option of withdrawing your children from those kind of classes right where but maybe you had that historically right how, where does that leave parents well so, so, yeah, so in primary schools yeah the right to withdraw has been taken away yeah um in secondary schools the right the government says the right still exists. Oh, it but still exists in, in high schools. But, it will be, but, but basically, but the, it will be, uh, it, head teachers will have the right to either accept or veto an individual request to withdraw, which makes it very uh, perplexing as to on what basis will head teachers be allowed to accept withdrawal. The government says that in the majority of cases, the head teacher should accept the right of parents to withdraw, mm. but in exceptional circumstances, they can, uh, they can, uh, uh, refuse that request. Right. But they okay. haven't given a clear understanding as to on what basis they will be allowed to reject 
individual requests from parents. Mm, mm. I, I, I hear you, right? So I guess here is it again goes back to this uh, this notion that we were discussing earlier, uh, brother, brother Ishfaq, with regards to parent and parents taking a, a lot more active, you know, role in in the in in the schooling and, and the teaching of of their children, right? It doesn't have to be because now suddenly we're having relationship education or sex education and relationship being taught in school. Just generally, we, we need to be a lot more concerned and a lot more proactive as parents taking an active responsibility with regards to what our, te- what, what our children are being taught. And that's the way I, I, I see that this gonna, this, you know, that they're going to be able to get, get more involved in, in those schools and, and have that relationship w- w- with the schools and the management of the school and the heads of the schools, right? I mean, three things I would request all parents to do is, first of all, ask for the scheme of work that right. will be taught to their children involving anything to do with either uh, relationship education, sex education, or LGBTQ education. Mm. Um, that is done within the school. So they request a scheme of work and... A scheme of work? Yeah, a scheme of work. And at the same time, ask for lesson resources. They've got the right to do that as well. Mm. I mean, the school could say, okay, come after a week, come yeah. after two weeks, that's fine, but they can just wait around. But, but you, you know, I'll tell you another point, right? Each parent asking, you know, give me, a, you know, give, give me this information and that information. I, I, personally, I, I see that that's a, a, a lot. Why can't there be a representative body of those parents, right? Actually present, representing those parents for, for example, the schools in, in Luton, right? Of, uh, the, the names that come to my mind, right? Brother Zafar might want to comment on this. Is, for example, Luton Council of Mosques or, you know, the, you know, the Sunni Council Mosque, wouldn't it be within their scope of kind of work to say, you know what, we don't want you know such subject matters, or at least we want to have some kind of guideline, right, for you know for mm. schools when when they're teaching our community and our children of our community these subject matters, right? So at least they're almost a go-between and a representative go-between that can represent the interests of the parents at schools. Well, brothers, what, what do yeah, you think? think Is that, that the scope of work for for Luton Council of mosques or not? You can say that, but I think that in, in terms of was practically available. I think there's there's uh, school governorships basically which are open and right. representatives from some different organisations um, can apply to be school governors, etc. But mm. uh, I doubt very much, right? If if uh, any bodies outside of the constituted right. sort of structure mm. of management of schools would be allowed to sort of interfere in any particular way with the teaching of the school. Mm. Um, so um, you know. The the only thing that we could do really is is to sort of engage with the schools and and mm. have feelings known. But as you as as you know, the law in this area is is, is tight tightened yeah. up and quite tight as well. Actually, yeah. to be honest, and I think a lot of people don't know the boundaries between uh, you know what is legal and mm. whether you can legally express an opinion or view or uh, or not without sort of running into the law, mm. right? And uh, you know you know in the last few years you've seen a plethora of, of uh, legislation which is governing uh, this particular area so yeah. uh, it, it's difficult to be honest and I think I think a point a point needs to be made I think a point needs to be point needs to be made now if you look at if you look at the general society yeah. right and if you spoke to adults mm. right um, and you were you tried your best to convince somebody of an argument right mm. the adults are not necessarily going to take your argument yeah. and agree with your argument Correct. right they might listen to you uh, they might listen, yeah. and the government right institutions and whatever and they can try as much as they want to frame and change people's minds mm. they might get some success right a mm. percentage of success mm. right where they'll get a greater level of success is if those messages the uh, are taught in schools where they have the ear 
of a population in which they can um, have a much more of an impact. Mm. And I think that there is there is some research which say that that uh, the character of individuals gets formed around the age of six. I think you probably know, know more about that mm. at the age of six. So the idea now is trying to capture uh, even younger younger and younger generation of people so that yeah. you can influence yeah, the yeah. future generations yeah. the past generations the the, the older generations yeah. are harder to convince yeah. but the the new generations they mm. can be inculcated in and and you know kind mm. of like turned in a direction that which which the policy is intended mm. to achieve mm. effectively mm. Mm. and and I'm not just talking about the LGBT uh, yeah, but also talking generally. about pre prevent and I'm all talking about sort of uh, general outlook to uh, to to, uh, to um, on life mm. uh, it's much easier to sort of get the the policy message across to a younger generation than it is to an old, older generation mm. and I think for that reason you're seeing a, a, a much more focus on schools and, and even schools uh, primary schools to try and sort of catch the um, you know catch mm. a the captive audience in the yep. schools you have a captive audience yes but also at an age when the messaging can't be challenged by yeah, the children. Sure, sure. <clears throat> All right, we, we have to move on to the next subject, Mata. I was, in fact, expecting my next guest to be in the studio, so hence I, I thought we weren't ready for the next topic, but we are apparently ready for the next topic. So I'm going to ask the brothers just to wrap up. I've got Brother Ashfaq to get a final comment from uh, Brother Yusuf. To, uh, I need to get a final comment from Brother Yusuf. Brother Yusuf, I mean, I want to just pick up on Brother uh, uh, Zafar's point that it's a very tight area. And I mean, I was just thinking if it's tight for us in terms of understanding the boundaries, and what can be and what can't be said and you know it's probably even even more daunting for parents who who are not you know as maybe well educated and and and, and, and you know in tune with in line with you know what, what the system is and, and what's happening out there right so what, what are the the general you know guidelines that you give to parents and and what is the, what is the right avenue for parents to actually channel their their their, their thoughts and their and, and their concerns in if it's not any other religious bodies what is the right channel to, to actually communicate uh, with with the, with, the, with the schools in terms of an influence what's being taught to their children I think first of all very very quickly I think um, uh, organizations like uh, Luton Council and Mosque have taken very good stands on a number of issues Sunni Council Mosques uh, in Luton, they can, if, for example, they were to organize uh, an event where they were just to invite head teachers and um, PSHE coordinators of schools and just explain to them whilst the, uh, whilst the, 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 the curriculum, whilst the schemes of work are being not, not even st started to be prepared because that can't, be, that can't happen until the, the guidance from the government is published in its final form in spring 2019. They can invite them and speak to them about mm. uh, what the concerns of the community are, and yeah. because they, 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 the schools still have to take into account the culture of the community the school serves yeah. when they are teaching yeah. um, relationship sex education and relationship education. That could go a, a huge way to helping parents when they go to school and they right. are concerned about the way it's been taught. Yeah. They can, they, I think they will have a greater impact than, yeah. than an individual parent will have. But I think parents need to put a lot more pressure on the government to ensure right. that, um, that the right to withdrawal is maintained yeah. in both primary and secondary schools mm. and to ensure transparency from schools in relation to when they teach this subject. Right. But also, in, parents need to recognise they are the front line in teaching their children. So they've got mm. to take a much greater responsibility in teaching their children about these subjects, something that we've, that we've ignored at our peril for many years. Yeah. So I think we've got to take the responsibility for right. uh, in raising and giving Serbia to our children, raising right. our children 
according to our own values. Yeah. Okay, brother Yusuf, Jazakallah, thank you very much for joining us again on Friday Night Live. Jazakallah, brother. Jazakallah. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Okay, brother Ashfaq, last final comments from yourself on this subject matter. What's your message to to the community on this subject? I think to the community is that you know our community leaders have a greater role, especially you know maybe our representatives as well. Mm. The councillors, uh, they have a role to play to bring forward the needs of the community mm. and, and, then, and then the concerns of the community. That's one. Okay. Second thing, parents have a very big role, as, mm. as Brother Zafir mentioned. When you go through an institution, the institution could be refused. Mm. But the parent is a customer, they yeah. can't be refused. Right. If they take a proactive role in understanding mm. what's being taught to their children, right. bring about things, I am sure a lot mm. more input can actually be had. Okay. Alright, Jazakallah uh, brother Ashfaq Chaudhary, uh, head of Al-Hikmah School for coming into the studio, MashaAllah, Jazakallah uh, for, for that. And that was uh, the first story of this evening, which was the edu uh, sex education, relationship education for our young children <coughs> in, our in, our, in our schools, state schools. Uh, and we've had some brilliant insight by uh, two of our guests, right? Uh, but we have overran into our next story, uh, which was going to be on the subject matter of Yemen. I am told that I've got brother Abdul Qadir on the line so I want to apologize for brother Abdul Qadir because I didn't even realize that uh, the brother Abdul Qadir was on the line. Uh, Asalaamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh brother. Alhamdulillah Jazakallah for joining us on Friday Night Live. Uh, I was I was actually expecting you in, in, in the studio but it's also good to have you on the on the back end of uh, the, the the phone line. Uh, update on, on Yemen. I, I believe that, mashallah, of course, you're the CEO of the Crisis Aid, been involved uh, with the campaign in Yemen for, for a while. We've spoken about this uh, uh, previously uh, also on a number of occasions. I understand that you've actually been out to Yemen uh, very recently. Is that correct? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I mean, we thank Allah for giving us the ability to help this ummah all over the world. And Yemen in particular. Uh, yes, I just uh, I got back from the, around the 21st of uh, November, and today is about the 20. Now, yes, 20, today is the 21st of December, and today I'm in the uh, warehouse, and there's about 45, 50 brothers out here, and they're setting up a container to send to Yemen. So, alhamdulillah, within a month of coming back, we're sending a 40-foot uh, container full of food, clothes, blankets. Alhamdulillah, and I pray that it reaches these people. But yeah, the situation in, in Yemen is it's, it's very, very dire. Mm. It's uh, in some respects worse than Syria. Uh, there's 28 million people that, you know, uh, half of them or over half of them, the, the UN states two thirds, but I think it's much more than that, mm. uh, that are food insecure. Food insecure meaning they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Yeah. When I was there in Yemen, I traveled around, I visited families, and uh, just to give you an example of one of them, and there are so many that, that I, I went to see, uh, it was a, a, a young lady. Um, her husband went out to look for food and he, a sniper shot him. He died. And uh, she became a widow and her children became orphans. And amongst her, 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 her children were, uh, were, were disabled. One, one child with Down syndrome or cerebral palsy, one of the two, I couldn't figure it out. Mm. But, and they lived in one small room, to, it was like five foot by ten foot. One side was a kitchen, the other side was a toilet. Mm. And they were sleeping in a huddle so in this one room. So I asked her. You know, where, where do you get your, 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 your where do you, how do you survive? Where do you get food from? Mm. He says, people pass by and, you know, and I go out and look for food and I don't come home except, you know, I bring something with me, even Allah. if it's small. Allah. But Wallahi, Allah. with these brothers and uh, sisters in Yemen, our, our mothers, our sisters, our mm. children, mm. they are starving. What I mean starving is starving. Malnutrition yeah. is, yeah. has taken the lives of hundreds and thousands of children. Right. And as you know, you know, with, with malnutrition, it always affects children first yes. and the elderly. Yeah. 
and the vulnerable, those who are disabled, etc. or not. Brother, the Brother, t- t- tell us, where, where were you in, in Yemen and how, how, how long were you out there? Okay, I was there for 10 days and I went from, I came, went to Aden. I landed in Aden. From Aden, I went to Taiz. And from Taiz, went to Ib, from Ib back down to Aden. Uh, now, this, in my travels, uh, I, you know, I saw poverty like I, I never saw before. Let's talk about Aden, Aden first. Mm. In Aden, it's, Aden. Yeah, Aden, yeah. Aden, um, it, it's, uh, generally, there's food there. There's food there. There's, there's, I saw restaurants there. I saw um, pharmacies there, medicine there. And I saw people eating, etc. not. But I just traveled a little bit on the outskirts of the, of the, of the, uh, the town, mm. the city. And did I see, you know, a disastrous situation? There's the, the, the people from an area called Hudayda, which is on the western coast of uh, Yemen. So that's the Red they, Sea city, right? That, that's where the yeah. ceasefire was uh, being yes. agreed upon. Yes. Yes. Those are the people who were suffering the worst, who were eating like plants and trees, etc. Many of them escaped and ran and, and fled to Aden. And some fled to Taiz and, and uh, to Sana'a, to Ib. Whoever had the, the financial ability or the strength to go, they, were, they went when they could, before, the, before Hodeida got surrounded by the Houthis. Hmm. Uh, after that, whoever was stuck inside was stuck inside. They couldn't come out. They just had to suffer and die. Right. But though, there were those who, were out, who got out, and they were residing on the outskirts of Hodeida, but they were unable to make it to Taiz and to uh, Aden and to right. uh, Sana'a, Ib, etc. Why? Because they didn't have any money yeah. uh, or finance to, to, to take them there. Right, right. So only those who had the ability to get there financially got there. Right. When they got there, I went to see them mm. in Aden. And oh my God, they were living in, 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 uh, in, in a camp in, in, in the desert. It was uh, just cloth over them. Some, had, some of them had tents, they were the fortunate ones. Mm. And some had just like a broken, torn up pieces of tarpaulin right. held up by branches of trees. Right. And they were living under there, women, children, men. Mm. You can see them disheveled. No. And, and there were sick people in that camp. Mm. And they were unable to go. They had no money to see a doctor. No doctor would see them unless they got money. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, no, no doubt, a very dire situation, and you know, the the headlines have, uh, you know, have said it all. The, the worst humanitarian disaster, you know, is unfolding in Yemen. Seventy-five percent of the population of Yemen in need. So we've seen all of these headlines. Of course, recently there was some, you know, uh, you know, glimpse of hope in in terms of the the ceasefire that was obviously being discussed. I've just seen the latest headlines coming through that, okay, the ceasefire has, you know, been been agreed because there was an initial, you know, uh, a danger that the U.S. Saudi and the Emirates may, may actually, you know, veto that obviously through through the U.S. Uh, but I'm going to discuss that later with brother bro, brother Zafar. But for those people that are listening, uh, brother Abdul Qadir, and they want to help, you're talking about the container that's been put together. You're well, talking, you, you know, how, how yeah. very briefly, how, how can they help? And, and is, is there still time you. to actually contribute towards I'll this tell, container? I'll tell you. Uh, this is what I really want to say. I'm so glad you give me opportunity to, to say this: that we need donations non-stop. Crisis aid in Luton will take clothes, will take food. And if you're bringing food, non-perishable foods, rice, flour, tin food, chickpeas, anything which is non-perishable, right. that's what number one. And number, be careful, be sensible in what you bring as well. Um, don't bring sugar, don't bring, and don't bring tuna. I, I haven't got time to explain. Okay, fine. Don't sugar and no tuna. Okay. But otherwise, every other food, just bring it, inshallah, with long... With, with with a long expiry long date. life yeah long life long dates yeah date. yeah okay yeah. so the non-perishable foods okay clothes also also clothes yeah any type of clothes will do you know winter clothes will be better mm. but you know if you have winter clothes any clothes will do if you're buying underwear then please send clean you know brand new actually brand new underwear don't send used ones please mm. also in addition to that blankets 
if you've got blankets and you know duvets which are in good condition or brand new please send them right. so we're, we're, we're sending right now we're sending a container right now as i'm speaking to you yeah um but we're sending another container next week on thursday so how, 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 do, how do we get these donations to you how do the, our listeners get these right. donations okay. to yourself and, and right. is this only luton wide or is this nationwide this, uh, you can right at the moment we are collecting here in Luton. Come mm. January, it will be in, in Birmingham, it will be in Milton Keynes, it will be in, in Watford and other places as well. I'm right. currently working on the networks, networks right now. Right. Uh, the coming right now is from Luton, so everything needs to be dropped off here at our warehouse or I believe at, at your place at Inspire FM. Uh, confirm with Tarek though. Um, I know he was collecting donations for us at Inspire FM and we will pick it up from there and bring it here. Okay. Uh, as as that's still going. But, you know, we really need donations, and please don't stop. Also, you can give monetary donations. Just yeah. go to the website, www.crisisaid.org.uk. Right on the front page, you'll see the Yemen uh, advert. Click on that, and you can contribute to food parcels. Right. Okay. Whatever mon monetary donations you give, we'll be able to get the food in there within a week or two. Okay. All right. Abdul, Brother Abdul Qadir, uh, CEO of Crisis Aid, mashallah, speaking to us directly from the warehouse. Jazakallah khair uh, for your updates. And uh, inshallah, we'll get that message out loud and clear to our listeners in terms of donating non-perishable food items, clothing, and to the warehouse via either directly to the warehouse or via Inspire FM. Jazakallah khair, Brother Abdul Qadir. Inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to call it an end there because we're coming towards the end of the hour. Jazakallah, brother Abdul Qadir. Listen, that was brother Abdul Qadir who was giving us an update in terms of the situation in Yemen. He's of course the CEO of Crisis Aid. Spent ten days out in Yemen, in Aden, and a number of other areas of of Yemen. A dire situation. It will take a long time for that situation to change. And we know the fighting's been going on for a number of years now, right? So I've got a couple of minutes left, and I want to bring in brother Zafar into the conversation because I, I want to get a, a political update and I don't know if Brother Zafar has been following it or not right mm. but you know I, I was I was reading up uh, of course you know recently they, they were trying to strike this ceasefire right in the, in the Red Sea city of Hudaydah right uh, last week even you know and they've had these conversations going on in Stockholm and in, in right, Sweden yeah. right uh, and there's still been some you know problems getting everyone around the table and to agree on the on the fine line drafting initial draft resolution being drafted by and um, put forward by Britain America was threatening to to veto it uh, you were you know backed by the, the Saudis and the Emiratis because there were certain fine lines in there which would call for international investigations into human violations and you know all the rest of it and they weren't happy with that etc uh, etc et have, have you been following it at all I mean uh, yeah, no, no, any, as, any glimmer of uh, hope to, to, to be honest not, not, not as much as I, I, I should have been to be mm. honest I should have uh, so there, uh, you're quite right. There is some there is some movement happening in the background to mm. try and bring some parties together, especially after uh, the Khashoggi. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah. suddenly after the Khashoggi That's death, right, it, it suddenly now mattered. Well, well, I, I'm not. I think that that was just a, a reason to to get everybody to put some pressure on Saudis to start uh, talking uh, uh. effectively. But there is some discussions happening in the background. I think we've talked in the past that that the Saudis are not. Uh, you know, the, in some respects, they are desperate as well to actually mm, find a solution. Exactly. Yeah, but they they want to they don't want to lose face. They yeah, they, they, they want to mm. they want to come away with uh, from it feeling as though they've achieved something. Mm. And uh, and and if you think about it, right, uh, the, the reasons why the war started initially was because Saudis were feeling a bit threatened. You know, mm. the the Houthis had taken over much uh, much of Yemen. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, you know the 
yeah, elements of Al Qaeda or whatever in in, in the mountains, etc. Well, so it's the Iranians, isn't it? Iranian influence in their back door. Well, well, the, well, that that's the other thing as well, right? The, yeah. this is the competition between sort of uh, the Saudis and the Iranians, yeah. and and allegedly, at least anyway, the 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 Houthis are. are um, are sort of supported by Iranians, and they do seem to find these missiles right from somewhere. So mm. you have to, you have mm. to sort of, uh, you know, the, the place has been blockaded for many years, and they still find some missiles right to fire at the Saudis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there is there is yeah. that that uh, there is that sort of uh, competition going on. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and it's to be, a dire situation. I mean, uh, it, it is it is, and you see, this is where. I guess if you don't think, and even even their own populace is, is running out of patience, and, uh, and and they can clearly see that it's a huge humanitarian disaster going on. But well, that's the thing, isn't it? So I mean, you, you can, you know, when you're fighting asymmetric wars, mm. right? The people who suffer at the end of the day are, are people, uh, are the the civilians, isn't it? Mm. It's a civil war, right? And yeah. and it's a civil war which which has supporters, backers from outside, a bit like Syria, very much like Syria. Mm. So at the end of the day, that the poor people have got a lot of. Uh, they don't have many options, really. Yeah. All right. Jazakallah, brother Zafar, for your political insight into into Yemen. Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah for that. Okay, listeners, we are coming towards the end of the first hour on Friday Night Live. Inshallah, we've still got an hour left. We're going to be discussing uh, Isa al-Islam, Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Who is Isa al-Islam? I think it's it's time that we really understand uh, the personality and of Isa al-Islam. We're going to be discussing that with Hamza in the next half an hour, Inshallah. And then we've also got the Inspire FM Winter Campaign. So let's discuss. Let's eat together campaign with food bank and inspire fm inshallah when we come back from the commercial break you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this uh, on this cold Friday evening, 21st of December. Alhamdulillah, we are now in the second hour of the show. All right, so we're broadcasting live as usual on Inspire FM on a 5.1 FM, and also broadcasting live to our sister stations up and down the country: Sheffield Link FM, Peterborough Salam, Derby, and Nottingham, and also live Facebook, uh, live Facebook video. Uh, okay, streaming online so you can also watch us live from the studios of Inspire FM inshallah do try to participate and contribute to tonight's discussion and debate uh, 01582481822 is the number 01582481822 is the number here in the studio for you to join in today's discussion and debate uh, if you prefer to whatsapp or sms then it's 0779 Zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two is the number for your SMS or your WhatsApp messages. Inshallah, Taala. Uh, first hour of the show flew by. We were discussing uh, education, sex education, relationship education to our young children in school, in primary schools, in higher, uh, in secondary schools, and then we were getting an update on the ground from Yemen, uh, for with Abdul Qadir Bakhsh, CEO of Crisis Aid, and how our listeners can get involved with helping out on the situation on the ground there in terms of non-perishable food items and clothing that can be donated either via Inspire FM or directly to the warehouse uh, where the CEO of Crisis Aid and in fact Crisis Aid are get, getting uh, you know obviously gathering the, the support base uh, there right so we are going to continue with uh, our second hour of the show and we've got two further stories lined up to discuss with yourselves firstly we're going to be discussing 
uh, Isa Islam, Jesus, and and who is Jesus? Who is Isa Islam? Uh, a very pertinent subject matter to discuss at this time of the year. I don't know if we've got Brother Hamza yet on on the no, line. I'm, I'm still trying to get hold of uh, right. Hamza's so, sources. Yeah, so Sorry. we're we're trying to get uh, in in touch with one of our mashallah prominent residents of Luton and also a subject matter expert on this particular subject matter, mashallah, and that's Brother Hamza. He's obviously a very busy brother, uh, but he's a brother that would obviously shed light on this far more adequately and appropriately than than myself, right? Uh, because of course he's a he's a subject matter expert. He's he's a brother who mashallah gives a lot of dawah, right? He's a, he's a convert himself, uh, so it would have been really good to uh, to hear from that brother. But we've also got a second story that we're going to be covering later, and that's the story on Inspire FM Winter Campaign. Okay, and this is in conjunction with, I guess, Food Bank. Uh, and then there's an event that's coming up, Let's Eat Together event, which I believe is on the 24th of December. Is that right, brothers? That's right, that's right, yeah. 24th so, of so December. There, so those, there's those lots are... of... Lots of traditional stuff that we do during this time right. uh, as part of our winter campaign. As, right. uh, as, as listeners know, Inspire FM is just not a radio station, not just a radio mashallah. station. We do a lot of other things, mashallah, to, to engage the, the community. And mm. uh, this is one of our regular things that we do. We sometimes team up with, with other charities and other organizations within the town mm. uh, and do look after people who might be vulnerable at this time of the year. People yeah. who are homeless, people, people who are struggling to mm. make ends meet. So we work with partners. Like, like the food bank and, and other organizations mm. uh, to try and sort of see what we can do. Mm. It is a, it is a uh, uh, I guess in some respects it is a, a difficult period mm. right, for, for many people yeah. <coughs> in, in terms of the weather and, and, yes. and whatever. Yeah. So we we do a lot of that, right. um, but um, yeah, inshallah. And so that's this is part of the campaign. This yeah. is a brainchild of our. Uh, our sort of station manager, Bad Tariq, and yes. uh, he's uh, he's managed to get lots of people involved. So I think there was there was there was a campaign to raise some either some some money or some food donations, and mm-hmm. I think there was uh, there's a there's a target uh, to to get um, uh, a, a number of families or feed a number of families really, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that target was met today. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've, so. I've been following the conversations and I've been following the broadcast. Mashallah, f- a fantastic initiative. I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, are we going to go straight into our story number four, story number three? So at the moment, I think we're story number well, we, three. We, 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 uh, we, we're story we're number three. To, have, have we got Hamza online? We haven't got Hamza online, right? So we haven't got Hamza online, and we've got brother uh, Sufian Sadik, is it from Food Bank, who's going to be joining us later, right? So so let's so have we, that conversation we, we, later. Yeah, right? inshallah. Okay. So l- l- let's start off with okay. Yeah, it's vacation time. It's December, obviously Christmas time, right? So let, let's let's have that conversation, and then plus in in the context of of Christmas. Uh, in the context of Isa and Islam and, and, and Jesus mm. and just, you know, let's have a com- that conversation for the first half an hour and then we'll come on to the winter campaign and, and inspire. It's, it's, it's not going to be scholarly, I'm afraid, yeah, but I think we do our best. It's not going to be scholarly. But you're it? a scholar. So no, maybe no, 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 nowhere near. But of course, I mean, the first point is vacation time. It's vacation time, two it's weeks holiday. leave, holidays, right? So it's everyone's right. on holidays, mashallah. It's time to, to catch up with family. I mean, I'm going to be traveling up north Next, you know, tomorrow, inshallah, go away for hibernation for, for 10 days from everything, you know, which, you know, bogs me down in the south, right? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people do that. And, and it's, a, it's a good opportunity to open up your doors, you know, invite family, friends, right, uh, catch up. But, 
you know, one thing that I, I, w- I was just thinking of is actually it's a good time to open up your doors to some of those people who maybe haven't got people who are, who exactly. are visiting them. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, just your, your Muslim neighbors and your, and your Muslim family members, but some of your non-Muslim colleagues, right? Mm. Non-Muslim, you know, neighbors, you know, and actually reach out to them because you may, it, it's, it's not necessary that everyone has someone to come and visit them, right, at, at this particular time. And, and yeah, that's, I, that, I that's what the, you were alluding I, I guess, to earlier. I, I get the, the, the religious and spiritual sort of aspect of it aside. It, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's a human thing, isn't it? A yeah. human thing to, yeah. to look out for people yeah. uh, who are perhaps less fortunate. And, mm. and uh, you know, the, this kind of, although, you know, we spend a lot of the time throughout the year, and it's, mm. it's all motivated by, you know, the needs, meeting the needs, I guess, yourself mm. needs. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, this this time does sort of give you the space i guess yeah, right, yeah, to, to reflect and think yeah. of not yeah. just the the me needs but yeah. other needs as well and yeah, i think yeah. it's uh you know it's, it's a good it's, it's good that that you know that, that happens but yeah uh inshallah so uh, i i guess you know mm. it's uh um this this is the, that's the point right i guess in terms of a lot of people say right you know um you know christmas is not necessarily mm. the time when isa was born he yeah. was born a much later or yeah. this and if you if you if you uh if you sort of know the story of the nativity, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a lambing season, isn't it? Yeah. And the lambing season, if I'm not mistaken, is it's probably around about around about spring time. Yeah, spring, exactly. spring time, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, um, but I think the, the the people who actually celebrate, they say it's not yeah. it's not the the date that that's important. It's the yeah. personality. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can argue about the personality of Isa mm. al-Islam. Mm. He's a, he was a prophet. So, as far as we're concerned, he was he was a prophet, and, yeah. and he was uh, yeah. uh, he touched many hearts, and yeah. uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, he was, he, was yes. he, he brought sort of uh, yeah. you know uh, a, a change to, to to the you know he brought the message of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala really yeah. to, the, to the masses. No, of course, I mean uh, you, you know Subhanallah, uh, the 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 brilliant thing about talking with Brother Zafar is asking one question. You, you, <laughs> you, you give me so much so, such a big answer, right? Yeah. You've gone into so many different subject matters. I don't, I don't know where to start from, right? But uh, but yeah, of course, I mean I tell you. When when I was thinking of the, some of the subjects that we should be discussing, Isa Islam, there's a lot of confusion amongst even our community with regards to Isa Islam. I remember when I was a lot younger, I wasn't sure are we allowed to call Isa Islam Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ? Oh, isn't that a Christian thing? Are we allowed mm. to say that, right? So you genuinely have there's genuine questions out there in the minds of even the Muslims. And it, the, the idea was to clarify that. And I, and I think we've got brother, uh, I, we haven't been able to get with brother Hamza, but we've got a Sheikh Abdul Majid with us on, on, on the line, mashallah. Mashallah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Mashallah. Jazakallah for joining us on the, on, at the 11th hour request, I, I guess this, this was, <laughs> and this has been. But, you know, me and Brother Zafar were going to discuss this topic amongst ourselves, and we needed someone far more scholarly than either of us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is a very important subject, which is, you know, who is Isa alayhi salam, right? And just generally clarifying that, because some, you know, some Muslims, some people in our community still, you know, are not clear in terms of is it are we allowed to say jesus jesus christ are we allowed to you know who is jesus and and, and the, the the status of jesus within islam okay alhamdulillah jazakallah khairan rasul sallam has said that isa is one of the greatest uh, messengers of allah this is one thing mm-hmm. which our prophet himself has confirmed and quran has spoken about isa by name, 25 times in the Quran, by his name. Wow, mashallah. 25 times. That's and mashallah. Pro- Prophet Isa yeah. is only one of those messengers of Allah where Allah sp- has spoken about 
So, so Sheikh, you're going through a lot of information. Let me, let me fire some some basic questions to you, and maybe th- this will help to to clarify for for our listeners, right? So, so firstly, okay, who was Isa? Uh, who was Isa? Okay, is Jesus right and Jesus Christ? That's what we're saying. So, are we, are we allowed to say Jesus, Jesus Christ? You refer to Isa Islam by his, his uh, Christian uh, equivalent, which is Jesus, and and in particular Christ at the end of it. As far as the name is concerned, yes, we can use the name because uh, Allah has used all the names of the prophets which were not actually originally Arabic names. Mm. But because these names were famous, mm. like Fir'aun, Musa, Isa, Yahya, Zakaria, all these names were famous to the people in Makkah and Medina and the people of the scriptures mm. by these names. So Allah has used their, their names as they were known to the people. Right, right. Very, very good. So now this, and the second question to you, right? Of course, it's Christmas time. Obviously, Christmas is traditionally associated with Jesus, the birth of Jesus. And, you know, Brother Zafar was mentioning earlier, of course, it's well well known and established that, of course, Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December. But let's leave that to aside. But the status of Jesus. So we as Muslims, we, do we equally love Jesus and believe in Jesus and hold him in the high esteem just as the Christian community? Community does do, do we have the same right over Isa Jesus as the Christian community claim to have over Isa? What was the what's the status? Our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he spoke about Akida and when he spoke about belief in him, hmm. he mentioned the name of Isa alaihissalam with him, and he said that Alhamdulillah. A person cannot be a true believer unless he believes me and my brother Isa. Wow. Wow. And the reason I asked that, yes. uh, uh, reason ask that question is, you know, many, many years ago, I remember when I used to be in school, right? And we used to be confused sometimes. We used to think that Jesus is always a prophet of the Christians, right? But he's not prophet of Islam, right? Because maybe we were ignorant at that stage. We were too young and we didn't realize that, right? So, and that's why it's very important for our younger generation, our young children to realize that just like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you know, Musa alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, Jesus is also a prophet in Islam and we hold him in the same esteem, high esteem as we hold the other prophets and this is essential for us to be acquainted with that. What, what about the mother? What, what's so special about the, the mother of Isa? Because the mother of Jesus is also held in very high esteem in, in, in the Christian tradition and in Western societies and she's shown as this you know very special figure. Was she very special? Who was she and what's her status in Islam, uh, Ya Sheikh? Uh, her name is Maryam and she is actually known in the English language as Mary. Right. And she is the mother of Isa salam, and Allah SWT has revealed chapter 19 by the name Maryam and it has got 98 verses in that surah, in that chapter. Right. Wow. So this, this surah is named by the name of uh, Maryam salam, and Allah SWT has confirmed that she was one of those four women who were the most modest, most pious and most pure women on the face of the earth. Not only in Jerusalem, not in Palestine, not in Iraq or Syria, mm. but she was one of those pious women of the, uh, on the face of the earth, one of the four women. Mm. 
Mm. And one of them is Maryam alayhi salatu salam. Second thing I want to tell you about Isa alayhi salam. Isa alayhi salatu salam is so important to us in Islam because before the doomsday, before the end of the world, mm. Isa alayhi salam will come back and he will confirm our Quran. He will confirm our Prophet Muhammad. He will right. confirm our about Islam. Yes. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send him back to the people of the scriptures who were confused about him. So mm. they will, uh, you know, he will confirm after his return to this world. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, no, no, very, very good, mashallah. You jumped on to my next question, which was about Isa Islam and what's so special. But, but it, with regards to the mother of Isa Islam, Maryam Islam, Mary, I mean, is the point that you mentioned, uh, the, the, one of the four greatest women in, in the, out of the whole humanity. In fact, was she not number one out of those four? Mm-hmm. Right, so the state is yeah, she's number one, exactly. Yes, she's so, number one. so, so the greatest woman to ever you know walk the face of the earth was the, uh, was the mother of Jesus, was, was Mary in, his, in the Islamic tradition, yes. in the Islamic belief. So, Alayhi that is the status that, that is the status that Islam gives the mother of Isa, Islam, that she is the greatest woman ever to have walked the face of the earth. Yes, also, one more thing which is mm. you know, which is not even found in the Bible yes. with regards to her modesty and chastity. Yes. Allah SWT has referred to her character yes. that when the angel came in the form of a man, yes. speaking to her and giving her the glad tidings mm. of the birth of Isa, mm. she the first thing she said that, How can that be possible for me to have a child yes. without having a legal marriage with the man? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, this even, shows it, the modesty. Yes. This shows Absolutely. the character and the yes. culture of those people. Yes. That it was supposed to be a very bad thing yeah. that a woman is, you know, uh, having a child without the wedding lock. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Absolutely. So that that's with regards to the mother of Isa Islam, because indeed she was very. Isa yes. Indeed, she was very special, and as you say, the Quran speaks very highly of her. The Quran, you know, has named the surah after the the mother of Isa. Islam and the Quran is a testament to her chastity, to her character, and to her piety, and not only that, to her whole entire family, because she was, of course, from a family who were renowned for their worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and of course, she was a continuation of that legacy. That that that's the key thing. There is one more chapter. There is one more chapter of her family, Ali Imran, Ali Imran which yes. has got two hundred verses. Yes. which has got 200 verses yes. and this is her family mentioned in the Quran. Yes, so, the, so this is quite incredible stuff and, and, and this is exactly the kind of you know, message I wanted to get out to our listeners that in, 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 when you actually refer to Isa Islam and when you look at the, 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 these prophets or whether you talk to about Musa Islam and uh, you know the, 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 the words of the Prophet وسلم, when he went to Medina is that we have a greater right of, of Musa Islam than even the, the people of Musa almost you know, makes me believe that we have a greater right of Isa Islam even than the people of Isa Islam because look at <laughs> to, look to what extent Islam and the Quran you know talks of, of Isa talks of uh, Maryam alayhi Islam and to what uh, to what high regard we hold them and I think that's very important because one of the points that I was really uh, you know, discussing you with thing. yes go on brother uh, uh, yes, I will tell you one more thing yes. in, uh, in uh, 2009 there was a press conference by the journalist in London Right, and they were talking about you know the time when those people were making cartoons of Prophet Muhammad. Yes. So the journalists were saying to our Muslim scholars, there was a panel of some scholars where, and unfortunately, this poor man was also invited there. So I was sitting with them. Which, and, which you know, poor the man is this? 
عبد المجيد اوه ذاتس فيري هامبل اوف يو شيخ سو ذا جيرنالست واز سينج تو ذيم ذات يو بيبل يو مسلم سكولرز اند يو مسلم بيبل يو اولويز شاوت وين سمثينج از هابنينج تو بروفيت محمد او سمثينج واي دونت يو رياكت ذا سيم واي تو يو نو وين سمثينج از دن تو بروفيت عيسى اند اول اور برادرز وير اول سايلنت سمبدي سيد ذيس اند ذات اي سيد سبحان الله it is not the shortcoming of the the people it is because of our lack of study about him or mm. discussing about prophet isa in our families because if muslims were taught the same way they were taught they, the same way they are taught about prophet muhammad mm. then every muslim will stand to defend and mm. as you journalist as you press people i am the first one that if you say something bad about isa i will be the first one to defend it mm. Okay, I think going back uh, back a little bit. Uh, Assalamualaikum, Sheikh. It's it's Zafar uh, in, the, in the studio. Jazakallah khair for for actually sort of rescue us. <laughs> I really appreciate your help today. Uh, I think in, in the introduction or at the beginning you said Isa al Salam and you described some characteristics of Isa al Salam uh, in terms of ruh and uh, etc. So I wonder if you can elaborate on that and whether that's a that's a, a common uh understanding across the islamic world or is there a difference of opinion on that no see if you if, if i don't if i'm not allowed to mention the name otherwise there is there there are some characters even in uk yeah. uh, that they are saying that isa alayhi salam which is mentioned in the quran or in the hadith is a myth hmm. and he he is so called like a mufti to himself and he is making a mockery of prophet isa by dressing him like uh, uh, a, a no, uh, uh, so i'm referring to i think you, you made comments about that isa alislam is is the uh the ruh allah uh and whether whether there's a difference ruh allah this is this is the ayah in the quran mm-hmm. where allah speaks about the birth of isa alislam yeah. he uh, he has sent an angel to uh, maryam alislam and that angel is saying that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fanafaqa fihi mir ruhina that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the angel is saying that allah has uh, uh, you know uh, blown into the womb of maryam his spirit mm. his spirit is referring to isa alayhisalam mm. and it is a great honor okay but but there is another uh, myth of the aqeedah they say that uh, even uh, you know some of the christians are saying look your quran is saying that he is a spirit so mm-hmm. he is one of those three father son and holy spirit i said no if you go to the you know arabic word it doesn't say spirit it says ruhullah mm-hmm. and they, it refers to mudaf mudaf nilay which is like you know a, a, a constructive a phrase in english grammar which is like you know of allah so anything that allah creates anything that allah makes it belongs to allah so that's the reason it is referring to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he is uniquely born he is uniquely created mm-hmm. by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why allah is referring to himself like you know man and woman when they conceive a woman conceives then it is known that she this child is uh, born to this woman and the father is this but for isa alayhisalam there is no father so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to himself that he is the one who has blown the spirit into the womb of isa alayhisalam uh, maryam alayhisalam so this is allah's ruh not mm. like physical allah's ruh but allah's creation unique in a unique way is is that is, is that a commonly held view uh, in islamic world or is there ikhtilaf in that in that interpretation definitely everything that you talk about uh, you know our prophets not only prophet isa there is ikhtilaf mm. there is
Right. Okay. There, there, so there, there is, I think, there, there, are, there is a difference of interpretation there. So, right? so what, what's the other interpretation out of interest? Well, I've, no, I've never I, heard of I'm, I'm not a scholar, and I'm, I don't pretend to be a she- scholar, but that, that ayat that the Sheikh is, is uh, read out, I think that there is um, uh, the interpretation I've read, which says, is that that's a reference to the fact that, uh, um, you know, in that scene, hmm. uh, it's it's the the angel Jibreel is referring to. It's it's referring to angel Jibreel rather than than blowing. Direct. So I think okay, okay, I, I don't okay. want to say any more, right? In case I sort of say the wrong things, but no, 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 th- no. this is another sort of uh, inter- uh, interpretation. Tafsir, of, of I, think word, I will break down Zafar, but I will break down the Arabic words word yeah, but, by word. But, but Sheikh, we, we, Sheikh, we don't have enough time to break that. The, the, that maybe there's a d- discussion for a different time. But but uh, in the no last in, in the last last couple of minutes that we we do have, right? So what what made Isa Alisam so special, and why was he elevated to this position by by some people? Of, of, from the from the from certain some certain doctrines then what, what, what was it about Isa was it the fact that he was born without a father and therefore people thought okay he must be billah, let's say the, the God or son of God and the likes is that the reason for, for, for that uh, Sheikh see I'm also one of the students of like comparative religion yes. Alhamdulillah I've studied that mm. and the historians among the Christians and the other non-Muslim historians agree that the concept of Isa being a, you know one of the three was not existing even in the exactly. face of Christianity for 300 years and yes. that has come afterwards wasn't this during Otherwise, the time of Paul that this was uh, you know kind of yes, conceived this was the dream of the John and the Paul and the, all this kind of even those people their names are different different Paul has become Saul sometimes, Saul has become Paul sometimes. Right. And this, this concept of Trinity has come into uh, existence or the belief in the Christianity is after, you know, Isa left this world right. and after his 13, uh, 12 close disciples have left mm. and when the people started writing the stories, they have just, you know, hearsay, hearsay of this and that and most of them were exaggerating in showing right. the love for him and they made all those kind of stories right, about right, him. Right, 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 I get you. He was not known as one of the three. He was okay. only clearly mentioned in the Bible that he was a messenger of Allah. Okay. Uh, Sheikh Abdul Majid, Jazakallah again for, for joining us at a very uh, late hour of the, of the, of the day. And uh, inshallah, Jazakallah we will surely speak to you again. Inshallah, soon. Mashallah, that was Sheikh Abdul Majid, Mashallah, who came to our rescue. And uh, Mashallah, just as I wanted, gave us a great insight into Isa uh, Islam, the background of Isa Islam. And I think that that's what I wanted to raise on the show this evening to, you know, get our listeners acquainted with the personality of Isa Islam, the family of Isa Islam, the mother of Isa Islam. So that's now an opportunity for you to engage with. You know, your your non-Muslim colleagues, non-Muslim people living around you on this occasion of Christmas when people are generally celebrating, you know, the birth of Isa alayhi salam, Jesus Christ. It's a a good conversation to have with your non-Muslim, you know, neighbors. Okay, that we also believe in Jesus and this is what we believe with regards to Jesus, the mother of Jesus, the family of Jesus and so on and so forth. Hopefully that sheds some light. 
and uh, get, get, you know educate our, our listeners inshallah ta'ala. all right so we're coming towards the end of uh, the half an hour going back into a commercial break and when we do come back it's going to be the final story of the evening which is going to be the inspire fm winter campaign and then the let's eat together event and we're going to be discussing with brother sufian sadiq from the food bank inshallah ta'ala. so that's a fantastic initiative that we're going to be discussing don't go away we'll be back in a couple of minutes when we will inshallah ta'ala, continue with our final discussion of the evening on the inspire fm winter campaign okay this is friday night live and i am you i'm with you happy shaban and we're gonna go away now for a commercial break we'll be back until then you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday, the 21st of December, uh, corresponding to the, I think the 12th, was it, Rabi Thani, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly, 1440. Anyway, broadcasting live on Inspire FM, 105.1 FM, and also broadcasting live to our sister stations up and down the country. Come to the last half an hour of this evening's show. I have with me in the studio, Brother Zafar. Also joining me, Brother Zafar, Assalamu alaikum wa Welcome. How are you feeling, mashallah, last half an hour of the show? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Excellent. Very, very good. All right. So we have been discussing a number of topics this evening, inshallah. Ta'ala. The last half an hour, we were just discussing with brother, with Sheikh Abdul Majid, uh, who is Isa, alayhi salam, who is Jesus, and giving us the, the essential background and the essential knowledge for our listeners, inshallah, ta'ala, acquainting them with the personality of Isa, alayhi salam, the family of Isa, alayhi salam, and of course, as we were saying before the commercial break, quite essential for our listeners, for our community to be acquainted with Isa, alayhi salam, especially in this particular moment, you know, time of the year. But more than that, in this society that we're living in, we're obviously constantly engaging and interacting with our wider community, who of course believe in Isa al-Islam and have a whole certain beliefs with regards to Isa al-Islam. So we need to understand who Isa al-Islam is, what is the the view of Isa al-Islam in Islam, so that we can actually have an intelligent conversation with our wider community and also give them the da'wah of Islam, inshallah. So that's what we were discussing just in our last half an hour with uh, Sheikh Abdul Majid and of course we're going to move on to our last story of this evening and that is a, a good uh, initiative by the brothers here at Inspire FM we are uh, discussing about the winter campaign of Inspire FM so I think there's a couple of things that we want to discuss of course the Inspire FM winter campaign uh, the Let's Eat Together event that's happening uh, Monday, 24th. Monday, Monday the 24th. Okay, Jazakallah, Brother Zafar. Okay, uh, and this is also in conjunction with the uh, Food Bank Luton. And we've got Brother uh, Sufyan Sadiq uh, from uh, from Food Bank here in, in, in the studio with us, Brother. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam Welcome to uh, Inspire FM Friday Night Live. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time you've been here in the studio. I'm looking Friday forward to it. You, you first not, time you, might uh, be on the Friday night, first time. Wait, you, oh, no, it? I don't think so. <laughs> You'll not believe, right? That yeah. This guy has been associated with the radio station longer than you can possibly think. Exactly. Yes. I, I, I knew that already, <laughs> but, he, but, but Brother is right in terms of Friday Night Live. Is, uh, is a slightly se- diff- different subject matter that we're always discussing. So maybe the brother hasn't been involved on this particular uh, show. But anyway, so welcome to Friday Night Live, inshallah ta'ala. Right, so wh- where do we want to do? We want to start off with the Inspire FM winter campaign initially. I think, Brother Zafi, you were mentioning this earlier, right? But this is not a new thing that Inspire is doing. In fact, in fact, Inspire. 
guys doing this every year, mashallah. This <laughs> every year, around this about time this of time. the year, right? So give us a bit, a bit, of, bit of background of what, what this is all about. Well, I think, mashallah, we, we do a lot of community engagement work, uh, mm. and we do it around themes throughout the year, basically. Yeah. So you have the family fun day, right, in, yeah. in roundabout sort of springtime. Mm. Uh, there's a winter campaign that we have in the winter, and then you've got, you know, Ramadan is seen as a campaign, yeah, yeah. and Hajj is seen as a campaign, yeah, etc. Exactly, yeah. uh, and the whole idea is to try and to get the community involved in something, yeah, mm. in these periods. Mm. Uh, and last year, and, and in previous years, in the winter campaigns, we've worked with partners like Age Concern, and, you know, basically sort of uh, got the people to sort of buy heaters for for elderly people to actually yeah. let them out during the during the winter, so they yeah. they can they've got another source of heat. Mm. Uh, uh, and then we've we've collected uniforms for school children. Yeah. Uh, we've collected food for food bank. Yeah. Uh, and this year, so we're doing a number of activities in conjunction with the food bank. So yeah. it's all it's all part and parcel of getting people sort of. Uh, to meet each other and yeah. g- giving opportunities for people from different backgrounds, not yeah. necessarily the same backgrounds, to come and eat and discuss together yeah, and, and chat but, together and socialize. I guess. But, but not only to meet people, but mashallah, this is of course the need Do of the time. Ta- need, need need of the time because obviously it's, it's, the temperatures are dropping. It's a lot of cold. Right. You know, right. obviously there's a lot of vulnerable people in our community, in our society, and it's a fantastic time to actually do some outreach. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And we worked with with Medina Masjid in the past as well right. to to get uh, emergency kit for the homeless people emergency kit for the uh, homeless people yeah so oh. that you know like a tent and some yeah. warm clothing and yeah. gloves blankets and, all, and, blankets and yeah, stuff yeah. like that right we've yeah. done that kind of thing in the past as right, well right. but everything i mean we say it right? yeah, but we have yeah. a platform yeah. but it's actually the people the listeners who make it happen yeah, right? we can make absolutely. we can put the call out yeah uh, and as you see you know we had a target of feeding i think 250 families and yeah. and on thursday you know saying that was saying well only 39 percent we're almost there 39 percent is you know we met the target it. And mm. today, you know, 250 families, you know, the uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, I think we'll that we, we, need, we, need, to, we need to raise the threshold every year. I, I, think, I, I, I think he's actually kind of undersold it, if I'm being very <laughs> so, honest. Yeah, so I, 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 I'll give it a go on this one. I, Inspire FM, yeah. if, if we're looking at to think of a community radio and to right. think of the fact that we've actually raised millions through this platform and that's wow, that's not so an exaggeration right. anymore yeah, to yeah, think yeah. of that probably 20 years ago mm. when it, when when mm. it all started mm. would have been quite something that you can raise that much yeah. every few months mm. is a major campaign yeah. and the best thing about it is is when people are asking about the impact of the Muslim community in Luton. Yeah, and I think Inspire yeah. FM is open to everyone, but we yeah. all know yeah. that actually the main listenership is yeah. from the Muslim community. Yeah. Yes, yes. And actually, when it comes to donating, when it comes yeah. to making sure that 500 children mm. in Luton have winter-appropriate shoes, mm. that was made possible That's through fantastic, here. Yeah. When it was making mm. sure that there's uniform for children that yeah. cannot afford uniform, yeah. Yeah. when it's food, yeah. when it's the heaters, yes. 77 heaters, I think, yes. Yes. were donated to through age concern and, and other charities yeah. and the best thing is it's not actually going in and, and unfortunately sometimes within this sector and within the voluntary mm. sector people don't build on partnerships mm. and i think that the strength and the work that inspire film yeah. has done is is not to say we're entering in this we're not going to start giving out food yeah. we're not going to do heaters yeah. ourselves but we're, we're going to work with partners yeah fantastic and, and yeah. that's where the impact yeah. is because when yeah. now when you're looking at the community actually yeah. so 
everyone wants to work with Inspire yeah. FM yeah, yeah, yeah. because we know that the impact yeah, yeah. and the difference we're making. This yeah. this campaign yeah. is for Luton Food Bank. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to come on to that, yeah. right? But just before that, very sl- a, a, a side point. Are we also getting that projected out in, in the mainstream media? Because, I mean, there's some fantastic initi- initiatives that you're describing. I've seen some headlines there in, in the local press. Are we getting the right level of projection for, for some I, I, of these I positive think, initiatives? That I, you're I think last year, here? last year there, there was a, an article in a local newspaper. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, brother, uh, our intention is is not to grab the headlines. No, no, uh, it's not. But not, we need to I, because I, I, I mean, I, I, it is. But you know, we we, we and, and this is this this discussion yeah. I have with Tarek and the others all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the the, the managers, yeah. because ultimately, you know, our our reasons for doing it mm. are. Actually, they're there to sort of, you know, please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at yeah, the end of the okay. day, right? Yeah, and, and the publicity, yeah. if it comes, it comes. If yeah. it doesn't come, well, alhamdulillah, you know, we just, we've done our bit, yeah. inshallah. And I think that, that's yeah. what the driver is. I, yeah. I think there will always be an yeah. impact. If, if yeah. we're being incredibly honest, yeah. you, you'll see articles published in the paper mm. where they will say that a, a, an organization has raised a whopping £83 pounds mm. or something ridiculous. Mm. By comparison to what's happening locally mm. in terms of fundraising, yeah. th- this is a total different league. Yeah. And this yeah. is almost on a weekly basis, yeah, a total different league. So, so how many times can we make the news yeah, yeah, is yeah. one question. Yeah, okay. We are the news with our own media platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think people know. And that's yeah. the most important that's thing. The most right. important people thing. on the streets, yeah. I, 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 as a part of the food bank, yeah. uh, the food bank management board, probably majority of the board, yeah. I, I would say, on the main uh, management board, I'm probably the only Muslim that's represented. Right, okay. When they talk about one of the biggest supporters to mm. date mm. that have made the greatest impact to the work of the Food Bank in Luton, mm. Inspire FM Shana. would be at the top of that Shana. list. Ah, fantastic. Shana. Shana. Uh, so so mm. people know it, and that's not... Mm. And I think I, I agree with uh, Brother mm. Zafar there, that yeah. actually sometimes the good work yeah. carries itself. Yeah, yes, no, no, absolutely. Def- definitely. Absolutely. And, and before we go on to the next question, I want to... A, a huge note of thanks and appreciation to our community, mashallah, who make absolutely, it happen, absolutely. as Brother Zafar said. So, you know, the, the fact that there's a campaign every every other week or every other month, and, and again, we're going out to the same people, and we're reaching out to our community, and again and again, it's the positive aspect of our community, mashallah, that they are responding to those calls. So, Shukla. jazakallah, and, and I think, to, I think the, the, the other, the other I, I guess the other sort of hidden objective, right, mm. is that it's not just us who's, who are leading on yeah, this, yeah. the people in the community actually do these things themselves as well yeah. and alhamdulillah we're, we're, we're happy to sort of project and promote yeah. these activities and I'm, I'm telling you you know yeah. over the years and I think you've experienced it as well yeah. our community has grown mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot of activities voluntary activities yes. selfless activities that community does right yeah. uh, and, and I think you know we're happy it's, to support that great, great, <laughs> great to hear about that and great to hear about the fact that we're not reinventing the wheel but we're reaching out and, and forging those partnerships that, that we ought to right so let's, let's move on to the, to the next part which is, which is the food bank uh, brother Sufian right so of, of course again a very busy time for the food bank especially at this time of the year right December seems to be at the right, right at the top in, in t- the, the peak of it at, at this stage. I, I think we're, we're at the peak both because of the weather the yeah. weather's an issue mm. uh, often financially Christmas is an incredibly yeah. difficult time yeah. for people in exactly. terms of financial management yeah. it's always going to be January always ends up being the month yeah. that people actually gr- Go more people go Desperate. to payday loans yeah, and yeah, lenders yeah, exactly. because get we, everyone's been paid yeah. today yeah. and having that early pay also makes a big impact. Mm. But also the the political situation mm. around universal credit, yeah. 
uh, and the impact exactly. that that's having yeah. on communities. Uh, generally, generally, at the moment, we're facing a crisis in this country where yes. it's unfortunate that as a food bank, we exist and our mission is to not exist. Mm. Mm. That's our mm. Uh, mm. mission. Mm. Yeah. We do not want to exist. Exactly. We yeah. shouldn't need a town exactly. uh, in, in, in this country yeah. Yeah. having a food bank. Um, yeah. But the case is actually the food is banks are growing everywhere, Absolutely. every single day. The demand day. Is, is getting and, greater. And the yeah. demand, even if mm. we're looking at week on week, I was mm. looking at it this yesterday, and I think it was over 300 parcels mm. that were... Uh, Distributed yesterday uh, in uh, this week alone, three hundred mm. parcels. This is what in Luton itself. In Luton alone, mm. that's actually gone up just in the last day or so. I think I just got the numbers come through that four hundred and thirty-four parcels. That's a huge. That's a record. Mm. That's a huge amount of parcels that are going out for mm. people in emergency need. Mm. Uh, that's. If you're looking at the food items, that's mm. five thousand five hundred food items. That's just one week. Wow. In one week, over five and a half thousand food yeah. items. So you start thinking about if we're looking at in the last three months and the yeah. steady growth we're seeing, yeah. the reality we can't actually fa face this mm. growth. Mm. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where it's yeah. going to be really hard for us to support people. So that's why the campaign like this, yeah. the one yeah. we have at the moment, yeah. is absolutely crucial for the functioning of the food yeah. bank, for us to be able to make sure that when people come to us, because mm. we're often a last resort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've given up yeah, hope. Yeah. You're in a desperate situation. Yeah. And we often the last hope before people go to places like payday yeah. lenders and yeah. get themselves further trapped into yeah, yeah. the cycle of poverty. And when they come to us, for yeah. us, we don't ever want to be in a position as a yeah. community, as a town, yeah, to where we're that. turning people away. Exactly, exactly. And that's mm. why the support mm. that so far... Mm. Hugely appreciate it, yeah. but we need it to drive on. We need more people right. to donate. So, so, so take me through a, a typical scenario. So, and our listeners to a typical scenario. So, people would walk, walk into a food bank or contact you over the phone in terms of these deliveries that are going out. Is it, there it, a number it, of ways that they can make contact? They, 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 there's literally hundreds of ways they actually okay. can contact because right. one of the things that we don't do, we, people don't come to us physically. Right, right. Uh, we we have distribution points where right. we go out on a daily right. basis, right. and that will be in different communities centers all around the town right, right. Uh, so that people can come to us people get referred to us right. with vouchers right. uh, and that might be from citizen advice bureau right, that right. might be from another charity discover mm. islam mm. Uh, or another organization right. that is on the front line dealing with people mm. they'll get that voucher and mm. they'll come to us but the mm. process of actually making that effort because mm. if you think about it one of the things that we've, when you speak to people, is mm. it's the hardest thing to do mm. to accept you need help. Yeah, yeah. Then to go and get the voucher, then to yes. come to a distribution point to yeah. collect that food. Yeah, yeah. When most of the time, some mm. of these people, contrary to belief mm. that uh, people have, that these are unemployed people sitting no, on the backside. Yeah, yeah. These some majority of our yeah, people yeah. are hardworking, committed people, yes, yes. but because of our economic no, times, just cannot make it's ends meet. I, I have heard stories where the both, you know, husband and wife or both partners are. Actually working and still they need to actually yeah. resort to the food bank so it's an incredible situation mm. and a very unfortunate situation to be in but you're right I mean in terms of the political situation economic situation austerity measures yeah. uh, you know the rise of cost of living but yet the wages are still the same yeah. I mean there's all sorts of you know political uh, you know social economic uh, you know circumstances all coming together and piling on top of you and then top of that you've got December Christmas and yeah. everything else 
it's just it's just a crisis isn't it <clears throat> mm. all right so in terms of people then donating to food bank of, of course the appeals are going on obviously the inspire family you know campaign is there reaching out to people people are of course contributing people are actually you know contributing to this campaign that your brother Zafar was actually alluding to earlier so this is a kind of a constant campaign and, and a, an outreach call out to, to our community no not a constant one and that's okay. that's why today oh, really campaign, yeah. we're, we're mm. on at the moment i'm just looking at it live we're on seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-two pounds right. with gift aid, right. and the ti- total that we would really like is yeah. to push that to ten thousand pound. Right. That we can re and we can do it as a community. And I think yeah. what I would really ask people to do yeah. is yeah. to think about the fact that twenty pounds, mm. twenty pounds, and we all give a lot lower internationally. Yes. I am. I am absolutely positive that there's mm. people listening here mm. that within the last month would have given to Yemen. Yes. To uh, Indonesia to mm. Syria, to mm. Burma, mm. Pakistan, Africa, mm. wherever it may be, mm. we give. And that's the, uh, Zafar alluded to it earlier, that we're a community that gives. Mm. And the one thing I often hate, and sometimes people talk about donor fatigue. Yeah. There, there's no fatigue in goodness. There's no, no fatigue in no. benefiting mm. the rewards from goodness. And I think mm. what we're really urging people to do is to really dig deep. Mm. And just £20 will get one family of emergency food parcel mm. and actually take them through three days right. of food and that's the three days of food 20 pounds so 20, 20 pounds if you think wow. about it the fa- fa- weekly family shopping right is not I mean, 20 I mean, pounds it's take, not 20 one take pounds out, one takeout is 20, 20, 20 i know pounds. exactly I know, I know. So, so what would that what would what would consist of that of that food parcel then so a lot of basic food items and mm. it varies in mm. terms of what, what people have but it will be pasta rice right, right. Uh, there'll be cereal mm. there'll be tea, right. uh, sugar and so on, right. but there'll be spaghetti, beans, tin, tin, tin items, items yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, right. It is very basic mm-hmm. and it's very basic. It's, it's not, yeah, again, it's not luxury, again, sometimes you, 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 that you need, when yeah. you see the negative mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. is about people walking away with really nice, amazing food from food banks. Mm-hmm. People don't turn up there mm-hmm. because they want amazing food. Mm-hmm. Uh, people they're are desperate. there, they're getting basic, absolute mm-hmm. basic. And that's mm-hmm. all we can really afford to give people mm-hmm. if we're thinking about about the amount of people we're supporting. Mm, mm. So £20 will provide that very basic ration for families and you can make that difference Mm. by going online today, going Mm. whether on the Facebook page for Inspire FM or going on the website and Mm. going to community and clicking on the winter campaign Mm. and actually helping us by actually either donating it yourself and if you can donate, Mm. I would say do it now. Uh, If you cannot donate, then talk to somebody else about it. Talk mm. to friends, talk to family. Everyone almost right now, if you're not in your car, you're probably sitting there on, on your phone, access to WhatsApp, and I would say share it. Mm. Spread the campaign so that we can reach that £10,000. Oh. And I really want to go. Yeah. And the, when I think of this moment in time, mm. of where we are in terms of Christmas is approaching, yes. and when I think of the fact that during the time of Christmas, mm. uh, that our neighbours that are non-Muslims can look at the Muslim community and say Mm. that actually this is when they've really dug deep and supported us Mm. through a difficult time. And and it's not a secret, it's not a hidden fact Mm. that the majority of people Mm. at the moment in this town will not be from a Muslim background that visit it. They will be Muslims, and it's increasing, and it's increasing daily. Really? But the the Mm. majority perhaps still Mm. isn't. 
but that's where it shows what a brilliant community our community is when it digs deep because it's about our neighbors yes. and mm. it doesn't matter what faith or yeah. background they yeah. are yeah. that we cannot let our neighbors go hungry right. while we have a full stomach right subhanallah so that, that's a, a fantastic you know uh, kind of summary of uh, of the circum of the situation by brother sufian there so that that's a message going out to our our listeners in terms of contributing and aiding this initiative mashallah i i did i have to confess a couple of days ago i said to brother Tariq, yeah i will contribute but i didn't actually follow that up so Today. Now, 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 now that i'm here i think i've got 60 70 quid in my in my in my wallet so i will i will pledge that to 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 you and not Excellent. pledge it but hand it over to you inshallah by the end of the show so there you go we're, we're helping towards that inshallah i, I want to also now move on to uh in the last couple of minutes that we got brother Zafar about the let's eat together event tell tell me more about this let's eat together event and and and, and the thinking behind this uh, brother Sufia might know more it's it's actually sort of a it's a it's it's a family fun day. Uh, yeah. It's all around sort of getting families together. I'm using is it in, t- in 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 conjunction with food bank or is it is it just a it, it is oh it is obviously it's, it's in conjunction with with food bank. I think the original idea was yeah. was to actually sort of bring families, uh, homeless families, and feed yeah. feed them here. Okay. Uh, but we've had advice and then I think you know the the, the idea has changed a little bit. But right. still we want to make a, mm. a a fun day out of it. Yeah. We want bring people together and come and eat together. Uh, so it's it's like normally have a a family fun day in sort of March April time, mm. uh, and then you have the bazaars. Yeah. And this is the winter edition. Of this that. is the winter edition, but there's no bazaar. There's just food. You come in, basically yes. have a family type of atmosphere. The food is going to be there. So bring, this, bring, this bring, is also bring. to the wider community. It's uh, not just Muslim. Anyone, 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 anyone along, and, anyone. Bring anyone, and, and the food quality will be high. Mm. Uh, I think Inshallah. that's the good thing because the people can get quite competitive as well. No one's going to bring. Uh, uh, old samosas. Everyone want to show off their best yes. food. Oh, but the, the amazing thing I think yeah. about this is, mm. it's it's not just a charitable act mm. uh, where people are doing charity and yes, the proceeds go to food bank. Mm. But it's an opportunity for people to get together. Mm. Uh, again, if we're looking at, I, I work mm. in school and education, mm. and now for most of our children in mainstream education, and even if you're looking at the marketing around Christmas, it's so mm. commercialized that. Irrespective of what your faith is, you're seeing it all around you. To provide a platform actually where we're giving our children and our Mm. community Mm. an access and opportunity to have like a community spirit, Mm. things happening so that they do also feel like Mm. there's a community I'm a part of, this is what's happening in that community and there's Mm. events and it's, it's hard because the guys here take on the responsibility to do something like that. Mm. They have no idea whether people will turn up or not, but if the day they stop, that's mm. the day we have a bigger problem yes, because that's yes, the day yes. we'll sit here on a Friday yeah. night live and say, yeah. this is the problem in our community and our children. What are we about doing it. about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would encourage people to support mm. it, mm. come in, even if it's just to take your kids out of the house to be mm. a part of a community mm. event, mm. bring some food along mm. with you mm. and really just sharing that atmosphere. Mm. Mm. And yes, opportunity if you want to donate for food, mm. you can bring food in. But mm. if you want to donate in cash, yeah. you can give the cash. Yeah, sure. okay. Uh, fantastic. Jazakallah, Brother Sufyan, for giving us a, a summary of uh, the Inspire FM uh, Let's Eat Together event that's coming up, inshallah, on, on Monday the 24th of December. If I was around, I would definitely, inshallah, attend that. Uh, it, it sounds like a very good initiative. It's about coming out of your homes and joining the wider community. Uh, earlier we were discussing that this is a time of vacation. 
vacation, holidays. Sure. We normally open up our doors, family, friends coming along. And, and this is a, a, even a better initiative in terms of getting a wider connect, connecting to a wider community, inshallah ta'ala, under one roof. And, and I, I, I think it's, it's a great opportunity, mashallah. Especially sure. if, if you know in your streets of people who maybe are not going to be visiting family, friends, who might be alone, who might not have that wider extended family, you know, reach and support base then why not bring them along to this event? Absolutely. Alright, so we, we are coming towards the end of the show. So I want to thank you, brother Sufyan Sadiq, for, for coming in to the, the, this evening on Friday Night Live. MashaAllah Ta'ala. Hopefully it's going to be a regular regu, regular audience we're going to see you here. So, so we, 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 I've taken his complaint seriously. He said that what was his complaint? this is the first time he's been on. Friday Night Live. I know that's not true. Okay. Technically I, it might I, not I, be. I know, I, know, I know that's we'll, not true. We'll have but to I'll, confirm that. We'll, we'll, have to take, we'll have to make sure that he yeah. doesn't have that complaint anymore. But, but brother Zafar, before I let you you, you, can, got, bring, you got, can bring me back for teacher recruitment crisis. Uh, that, that's a good <laughs> subject. Yeah, exactly. Future subject. I'm not sure is that, that crosses the commercial boundary, uh, doesn't uh, it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give uh, brothers a last minute to, to, to ask you a political question on this subject. Matthew, oh, no. Have we got an end to this you know, the austerity crisis at all in, in, in the near well, horizon? Wait, wait, oh, wait, I mean, uh, brother Sophia, the community will end it. The people the will end it. Will by end the people a supporting fantastic people. mission statement, which is that we don't want to be here. You know, you know it's mm. brilliant. It's right? brilliant. Absolutely but, brilliant. Yeah, but sorry. the reality is, is the opposite, isn't it? Political crisis, the austerity, it doesn't seem to be ending. Well, I think wasn't there capitalism? A, 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 was, wasn't there? Well, capitalism is, is dying. Everybody knows that, yeah, right. So they're just trying to sort of put plasters on it, right, yeah. just to make it, you know, look as though it's functioning. But yeah. you know, it, it's hyper-capitalism at the moment, isn't it? It's mm. capitalism acting out his borders. You know, I'm, I'm not a. I'm, we have we have somebody who's an expert here, right? But mm. the Keynesian sort of uh, economics theories and all mm. that, we're operating at the extreme ends, aren't we? You've got you got a situation where we've got seventy or eighty people. People right around the world right, who own eighty percent, eighty percent of the world's all wealth. The world. yeah. no. So it's it's. But yeah. but the thing is, I think you know. In you talk, the question was about austerity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, austerity. I think there's been a few announcements right mm. made that that is gonna is coming to an end, mm. and hopefully that'll be true. Uh, to mm. be honest, for the poor people at least, anyway. But everything is is at the end driven by mm. the debt under which the government is in now. Yeah, you yeah. know, the debt yeah. that that piled on mm. because of the banking crisis, mm. and we're having to pay right for the the ills of the banking crisis effectively right okay brothers uh, brother Sufyan Jazakallah uh, for, for joining me in the studio Jazakallah for your thoughts and for your contribution to the discussion but folks we, we are coming towards the end of the show and unfortunately the two hours are almost up so we've got to bring the conversations to an end and uh, once again Jazakallah to all, all of our listeners for, for tuning in, listening in, a couple of messages I have I have you know filtered through, but unfortunately I haven't been able to get them on the air because I've just I've just literally seen them, so that's a, that's a shame. Uh, but inshallah we'll be back. Uh, sorry. They're probably saying please donate. <laughs> They're probably saying please donate. All right. From Sufian, yeah. <laughs> from, from Sufian. No, but but uh, before I do go, wait, do please donate. Uh, there was a fantastic appeal earlier by Brother Sufian for for the food bank and and the winter campaign initiative and earlier for for Yemen. Donate whatever you can to whatever cause you can. All the, all good causes. Uh, until next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From me and Brother Zafar here in the studio. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.